Welcome to the Heal with Asil show. I'm your host, Asil Anaptawi, and I'm a money healer and wealth activation coach. In this podcast, we go all into money mindset, wealth consciousness, and healing your relationship with money so you can create the life of your wildest dreams. Consider this your weekly dose of positive energy. Without further ado, I invite you to get super comfortable, take a deep breath, connect to your heart space, and let's begin. Today's episode is all about limiting beliefs about money that are keeping you broke. You might have all of these, you might have one of these, you might have three of these. I don't know. Listen and find out. And it's amazing to know what limiting beliefs we have because then we see, oh, that's what I have in my reality. That's what's causing that frustration or that tension. And then we can release them. A lot of the times, and this is something I struggled with personally for a very long time, is we think that it's about the business strategy. We need more strategy. We need to do more doing. And a lot of the times, it's actually not that. You keep paying for courses. You keep paying for, you know, business coaches until you finally learn that it's not necessarily about the strategy and the action, though action is important. It's about your money mindset and what you're aligned to, what your money set point is. Because that determines your prices. It determines how comfortable you feel telling people about your offer. Determines how comfortable you feel even going for what you want in the first place. It determines how you present yourself in sales calls. Even the stage before getting on sales calls, how you present yourself when you're telling other people what you do and all these things. That's your money mindset. And it essentially determines how much you make. So if that's something that's important for you, then today's episode is totally for you. So we are going to start it off with five basic money mindset blocks. And I don't know, as I speak, more might come up or let's see how it goes. It's just a channeled message and let's get on with it. Okay, so the number one classic money mindset block that we have is that I have to work hard for money block. Like majority of us have this. It is kind of a societal rule that you need to work hard, you need to earn your money, quote unquote, earn means work hard. And it's like bad for some reason to not (laughs) to make money easily. It's like a scam or you're stealing or something like there's so many unwritten rules about that. And even saying it, you maybe you even got triggered, like, of course, I should work hard. What do you mean? And that's the thing is that money is just energy. And the more that we put that energy around it, I have to work hard to get it. The more it creates, first of all, that reality in our life, the more we have to work hard in order to get it. And then so you work harder, you know, feel tense and you feel stressed and you feel, you know, overwhelmed possibly. And you're still not making the amount that you want. Or maybe you are making the amount that you want, but you're feeling like, why does it have to be this difficult? And that's probably because you have this belief running. So how do you know what beliefs you have running? Look at your reality. That's always the number one way to to figure it out, right? And so I kind of see this as, you, you know, you have a backpack on and you're walking around and it's full of rocks and it's so heavy and you're like, oh my gosh. And, but the minute you put that backpack down and you can just walk, you're not carrying that load. Life is easier. And believe me, money reacts, like the energy of money reacts and responds to what we put out there. So when you get rid of this belief, money will start flowing easily. Okay. It really is that simple. 
you don't need to work super hard. It's quality over quantity. We think we have to work hours and hours, but really it's the quality that you're working. It's work more efficiently, right? Work smarter, not harder. And some people can be working 15-hour days, but if they're not working with high quality, then, you know, is it really moral, right? Sometimes we think like you have to be, you know, working hard for money is a moral thing. Is it really moral that you're spending 15 hours of your day working, you know, your butt off just to make that, that money when you could find a way to make it a lot more efficiently and have more time to yourself, right? Time is a precious resource and you get to spend it with your family and with other tasks that are also important, right? Like your health. So if we can figure out a way where we're working smarter rather than harder, we can still earn money and we actually clean up our relationship with money, that vibrational like energy cord, right? We have an energy cord with everything we're in a relationship with. And so we clean that up with the relationship with money and it just becomes a lot easier to come into our life. So this is a huge one and you're not like, I don't want you to feel guilty for releasing them. We're thinking, hey, maybe there's another way and actually money should come easily to me. Doesn't mean you're not going to work. Doesn't mean you're not going to offer any service. Money is an exchange of value, right? An exchange of services. You're still going to work. You know, you're not going to be stealing it or ripping people off. You're just going to work more efficiently and smarter so that you can have more time to do other things in life because we don't want to put money on a pedestal and, you know, work again, 10, 15 hour days. We're energetically putting it on a pedestal when we do that. Uh, and I mean for us in business, like I'm not saying if, you know, you come in poverty and you, you have like multiple jobs and you have no other choice, I'm not putting you down or by any means saying anything bad about that if that's your work shifts and that's what you have to do right now. I understand. Um, I'm just saying this is a, a mindset shift we can make if we're in business and we find that, you know, like this isn't working, right? This is taking a lot more than it needs to. Um, I'm not getting the result, right? The return on investment then, you know, I invite you to look at this, right? How many hours are you working? Do you really need to be doing that? Is there more effective use of your time? That's number one, okay? Our subconscious limiting beliefs always create our experience. So take a look at your reality, see what's manifesting for you and go from there. Number two that I see that's very common is that you can't charge for your gifts. You shouldn't charge for your gifts. That's bad, right? But here's the thing. People pay for service, right? Money is an exchange of energy, an exchange of value, an exchange of service. And so people pay higher prices for better services, right? That's natural. You're getting a better result. So of course, you're going to pay more. It's an equal exchange. If it's something you're gifted at, isn't that something you want, you know, people will want to pay for more? We have this like martyr rule in society where you have to be a martyr that you know, you should be gifted at something and just give it all away and then you are left depleted and that makes you a good person because you're using your gifts wise. I don't know where this came from. I really don't know. The self-sacrifice, martyrdom. This is not spiritual. This is not moral. This is not good. This is leaving you depleted and deprived, right? That idea of self-sacrifice and, you know, you are just as important as anybody else, right? You are just as important as like you're one of God's children, if, if it helps to look at it like that. And so why is it fair that you struggle and give away all so much of your gifts or your talents or however you like to look at them in, in exchange, you know, for free, for nothing, right? Or for very little so that you're left depleted. That's not fair. You deserve goodness just as much as anybody else does. And when we say we can't charge for our gifts, we're essentially saying, 
I don't deserve to receive. I'm just here to give. And that's actually going against the laws of nature. That's going against the laws of, you know, giving and receiving and reciprocation. You can't give if you're not receiving. You will literally burn out and feel so depleted and resentful. You won't feel good. You know, you won't be in that vibration of love, that vibration of God. You're actually going against morality. You're going against spirituality when you're doing that. So that's a lie that we've been fed. And it's time to change how we look at that. You totally can charge for your gifts. You have a gift or something, offer it. The world needs it. You don't have a gift for no reason. If you're naturally good at something, you know, people will pay more for that. In fact, that's what purpose is. Purpose is your gifts and your talents. When you're doing them, you feel so fulfilled. And that is true wealth, right? It's our own fulfillment using our gifts and talents for the betterment of humanity, for the betterment of society, wherever it is that you can service it at. So please, if you have any gifts and talents that you're aware of or that you're not aware of, you know, you'll probably start to become aware of them as you get more experience and find what comes easily to you. But that is the purpose of fulfillment. You will never be fulfilled doing stuff that you're not good at and that you don't like. The things that you like are your gifts and talents and they're leading you to explore your gifts and talents more. That's why you like them. They're breadcrumbs leading you to your ultimate fulfillment. So go after them and do not be afraid to charge for them. You're doing yourself a service and everybody who will be lucky enough to receive that service from you, you're doing them a service too because they want high quality service. Like if you're a natural healer, would a person rather get it from someone who's a natural accountant who's so good with money and numbers? No, that's not the right person for them. They could try and they can try to fit that square in a circle and, you know, try to be that natural gifted healer but like it just doesn't work as well as someone who has that natural healing quality and i say healer because i see this so much amongst the healer community it's like it's wrong to receive right it's wrong to charge we should only be given we shouldn't use our gifts to make money anybody puts you down for using your gifts to make money just know that they're projecting their own negative beliefs onto you and you don't need to take those beliefs onto yourself those beliefs are keeping them broke it doesn't need to keep you broke okay you have gifts use them charge for them you'll be able to grow your services more and serve more people and just help more people. And trust me, people with healthy money mindsets like to pay money. They like to pay good money for good services, right? They like it. They understand the mechanics of money, the energetics of money. When I spend money, I'm just circulating it in the economy. I'm doing something positive for my own money. I don't like to keep money accumulated in my bank account because I know that's when I start to lose it, right? That's a whole other conversation that I'll do on another episode, right? The accumulation of money and that fear of spending. But anyway, please charge for your gifts, okay? Charge for it, and you are made to pursue your gifts. So pursue it, charge for it. There's nobody else that's better than you to do it, right? There's a reason you were born with that natural desire and that natural gift in that area. So go after it. And one thing here is you might be like naturally gifted or talented at something, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be amazing at it right away. Sometimes that gets misinterpreted. You can just be really good at it or it comes more easily to you. You're still going to have to practice and, and work hard. I'm going to catch myself, not work hard because maybe there's a negative association there. But you're just going to, you're still going to have to like put in some effort into growing, right? It doesn't mean that you're going to be an overnight, you know, genius at it. But having a gift or a talent means that when you do it, People recognize the light in you. People recognize, hey, that was really well done. And so pursue it, get better, invest in yourself, and you will just grow your gifts and talents even more and then be able to charge even higher as you get that experience. So go for it. 
Okay, money block number three. Kind of along the same lines, but a little bit different. This one is that you can't be spiritual and make money block. It's really sad how many limiting money beliefs we have in society. And this is one of the things that caused me to start coaching in money mindset because I come from a very spiritual basis, spiritual coaching and intuitive and energy healing and all of that. And so this is, I found that we were being, a way that I like to say it is that we were kind of being mean to money. If you were to imagine money as a person, we were saying the most negative things about money, putting so many barricades and blocks on money that it was, it's honestly like bullying. We're bullying money and then we're wondering why we don't have the money that we want. Well, look at how you're treating it, right? Anyways, let's get back to this. Can't be spiritual and make money, i.e. the broke healer mindset, the broke healer limiting belief. And this is the classic, you know, spiritual versus material. You know, if I'm a spiritual person, for whatever reason, money becomes bad. And I think this comes from this negative belief, again, that we have against receiving. Like if you're spiritual, you should only be giving and you should never receive, which again goes against the laws of nature. It disempowers you. It disempowers your ability to grow. You're like, I see it as like making a mockery of God's creation. Like if God created you and God loves you, who are you to be putting yourself down and be like, I don't deserve to receive? There's nothing moral in that. Okay, you're going against God's creation, God's, you know, gift in you, right? That's another conversation. But so so the classic spiritual versus material and this negative association with money. Oh, if I receive money, I'm bad. Or there's something inherently wrong about money. So I should just give. And that makes me a good spiritual person. And so I can't be spiritual and make money. I have to choose one. And this one is very unconscious most of the time. Sometimes it's kind of conscious. But guys, this doesn't have to be true. If we have a belief that there's inherently something wrong about money, that's something we have to deal with and we have to heal because that will keep us so broke that, and it'll keep us so far from money. And like I said, money is an energy. So why is it fair to accept everything else in this world? I can accept love. I can accept food. I can accept shelter. I can accept all these things as my God-given right because I'm human and that's why I need to survive. But all of a sudden, money I can't accept. There's something wrong about money. There's something greedy or bad about money, right? It makes me immoral. This is just such a horrible belief to have. And it's, again, putting such a block between you and money and it's putting money down. Like, again, if you were to imagine money as a person, like, imagine how mean we're being to it in that way. And it's like, well, of course you're going to be broke, right? Another thing here is back in the day, people who were spiritual, they didn't have to charge. This is true. But they were also like the spiritual leaders and spiritual teachers. They were also given a house. They were given food by the village and the community. They were given all their needs were met by that village and community in exchange for them offering that spiritual guidance. So it might have originated from there. But the truth is, we just don't live in a society like that anymore. Um, you could be offering spiritual knowledge and spiritual gifts and, you know, you probably won't be provided for. The community probably won't take care of you. Um, and just the way that society is built nowadays, um, you know, you you do need to be making money, right? Back then, everyone kind of lived at the same level in the same tribe. They lived at the same level. And so their priest or their guide or person was given the same um, amount of stuff as everyone else, right? So they would contribute to them and then they were given all equal amounts of things. Now, even if someone were like, if even if you were a spiritual guide and there were charities for you, right? These all these people would give you things in exchange for your services. It probably would be just enough to get by. And so we need to dismantle this belief that you know spirituality versus money. 
I like to think of, you know, money as spiritual. Money is this beautiful thing. And it's just a measure. It's just a means of exchanging things, right? Just like how we exchange, you know, even in that example of like the person gives guidance and then the, the village gives them food and shelter. Well, now we're exchanging, but instead of food and shelter, we're just getting money in exchange for it, which is going to buy you that food and that shelter, right? Which is what we need. So money is just one way to meet our needs and there's nothing inherently wrong with it. Again, if you have this belief, you know, that the broke healer belief, there's probably an underlying belief in there that there's something inherently wrong about money and that does need some healing, you guys, because that will keep money away from you. And we want to love money just as we love shelter, just as we love food and we're thankful for food, just as we're thankful for our beds and our families. We want to be thankful for money too. We really want to treat it with that beautiful love and respect because that's what it is. It's something that deserves it. Money is just an energy. It's just a symbol of wealth, right? It's just the world's symbol of wealth. It doesn't have to be bad. In fact, the more good people who can heal their money relationships and have more money, then the more that negative association we have with money will go away. And this is a whole other episode. But right now, the reason a lot of people have this belief is that usually, you know, quote unquote, bad people are the ones who have money, right? And that's because they don't have as much guilt and they're not afraid of their power as much as good people are. There's so many ties with guilt and power and money. But again, another episode on that. But we want good people to accept money and to know that money is, there's nothing inherently wrong with money. If bad people have money, that's a whole other reason. Doesn't mean if you have money, it's going to make you bad. Okay, when you're a good person and you have money, you're just going to be more good. You're going to support more charities. You're going to be more generous with your family. You're going to be more and more good right? So it's not the money that makes you bad. It's literally just a tool. It's just those people were already bad, right? So if the, in case that's a limiting belief that's, that's stuck there, let me clear that up for you. <laughs> okay. The next limiting belief is more money, more problems. And, you know, we see this one a lot as well. Even I had this one. I feel like I had a bunch of these ones, actually. I'll talk more about that later, but like specifically how it showed up for me in my personal life. But I definitely had this one where I was like, oh, I'm going to have to pay more in taxes. I live in Canada where taxes are already really high. And the more you make, the more taxes you pay. And I was like, I'm not even going to get to enjoy it. Of course, I have to work really hard for money one. I was like, I'm going to work so hard. And then they're going to take all my money in taxes and then blah, blah, blah. Or like, how am I going to manage it? Am I going to lose it? Am I going to be a risk? Like there were so many different things that we might have with that more money, more problems, limiting belief. And again, it's an unconscious thing. But there are many ways to assess what your unconscious limiting beliefs are. But you might have this one, right? And it, what really helped me understand is that it's that's not true at all. Like people who say this, I don't know why. I don't know why people say this. I think they want to promote more limiting beliefs about money in society. I think they, we, again, we have this, we like bully money. We make it feel bad, right? And it's almost like we make people who have money also feel bad. And there's just so much limitations around money, limiting beliefs. Anyways, it doesn't have to be true. The more money you have, the more money you're able to spend on people like accountants who can handle your money for you, right? Who can teach you the basics of money and taxes. You can hire, uh, you know, people to do your paperwork. You can hire, like, whatever it is, the problems you're going to feel like you have with money, you can hire someone for that. When you don't have money, it's actually more problems. You can't hire people. If you're thinking about how am I going to get food on the table? How am I going to pay rent? You're probably in worse moods. Because, you know, you're stressed and you're overworking and like all these things that come with that poverty living, right? Poverty mindset. And, you know, so it's not more money, more problems. It's actually more money, more solutions. When you have more money, you can honestly throw money at a lot of your problems 
And it's a really great resource in that way, right? It, it will, it'll help you solve a lot of problems. And even if you have some problems that you can't put money on or like throw money on, you know, it's, it's still better to live in a place where, okay, I have some problems, but at least I have money to meet my basic needs and to be able to support myself and my family versus you don't have a lot of problems and I don't have money at all, right? It's better to have money than to not. So if that's kind of running in the background there, I really hope that gives you some clarity and understand that doesn't have to be true. Number five, this one came to me recently because I know someone who lives with this one and it's, I don't want to be rich at the expense of my health. And this is, or like at the expense of my time or I'm going to stick to health. This is the classic one, again, that we're fed. And this, this kind of goes partly with the, you know, you have to work hard for money. Like you have to work so hard that you're compromising your health, right? And it's almost like we have to choose. And it doesn't have to be that way at all, right? Again, if you currently have health problems and you have a lot of money, check your limiting beliefs, check your subconscious mind, like what is going on there, because that's what's creating this reality. Or if you come from a family where maybe you're the breadwinner you know, the main person who was making money in your family had this, then it's quite possible that you also manifested it too. Or you chose to associate the two together. Oh, my dad was, you know, really well off, but he had so many health problems. Maybe, you know, and then as you start growing up, you say, maybe I don't want that money at all. And then you think without the money, you're not going to have the health problems, right? I don't know. But this comes from, again, from society or from people we've observed growing up. And again, this doesn't have to be true right i love the understanding of like when people say would you rather have love or would you rather have money would you rather have health or would you rather have money like why does it have to be an either or like that is poverty thinking that is scarcity thinking it's the either or i get to choose one whereas abundance mindset is i can have both there's nothing wrong with having both it's like do you want your elbow do you want your arm or do you want your leg well hello they're both important i want them both right and i can have them both right it's okay to have multiple things that support me so it's really about shifting from that scarcity mindset to that abundance mindset and then seeing what results that has on us in our reality right and it's also understanding the energetics of money and creating it from a place of wellness and peace and love rather than this like hustle and fear mentality of like i gotta make it that can result in health problems right so really kind of being intentional about how the space you're coming from when you're getting to work when you're intending to create money when you're attracting clients all these things really being intentional about the space you're coming from right and so you know it's a really best kept secret that we can make money from this place of abundance rather than this place of like force and hustle and fear which can result in like adrenal fatigue or you know high prolonged stress that could compromise our health and like trigger other things so just like shift some mindset kind of tools here for you these are some five, or I think we went up to six, main beliefs that can keep you stuck in your money game. And if you recognize any of them, I'd love to know which ones. You can leave a comment. You can send me a DM on Instagram. My Instagram um, handle is heal with a seal 333. I'd love to hear from you if you listen to this episode. I'd also love to, to let you guys know that I have a money healing program that has just launched. So I finished the beta program last week and the reviews have been incredible. The way that people have shifted, 
one client that I was just speaking to has attracted her first 7K month, which is so fantastic because she was not making any money at all in her business. And it's just the, you know, goes to show you the power and the beauty of healing your money blocks, healing your money mindset, you know, like pulling the weeds out and just the beautiful effects it can have on your business, even on your income. If you're an employee and you have a salary, your money mindset is definitely affecting the salary that you are getting paid, right? So once we do the money mindset work, you end up in a better paying job somehow, or you end up getting a bonus or you end up, circumstances just change. And when I first started doing money mindset work, I was working actually. And I remember like, I would just get little upgrades and little bonuses and my income doubled at one point. And I was like, whoa, like, and it just seems like magic. It seems like it's coming out of thin air, but really it's just your limiting beliefs just kind of lifting. And then it's like money will come to you like a magnet. Like I heard this saying once that money is the fastest thing that manifests once you start to clear it. And this was a long time ago. And I was like, I don't know. I had a lot of money blocks back then. And when I started to see this, I was like, this is so true. It like runs to you when you release the money um, blocks. And that's why I love to think of it as like a friend, right? Or like a person, if you were to personify money, because it's like this friend that loves you and that wants to be with you, but you're constantly somehow, you know, unconsciously like bashing it and putting it down. And it's like, feels so unloved and it can't come to you. And it's like, well, if you're going to treat me like that, then I'm not going to be with you, you know? So really being intentional about how we're looking at it and speaking to it and feeling about it. I have so much more to give you guys. Sign up for the Money Healing Coaching Program. It is a one-on-one coaching program for eight weeks. We go deep into understanding your money blocks, releasing them, helping you manifest your desired income because it really is as simple as just releasing and falling in love with this beautiful energetics of this beautiful resource, okay? Hey, coming at it from a really healthy place. So if you want to learn more, again, send me a DM. My Instagram is healwithaseal333. No underscores, no anything like that. It's just straight heal with a seal. A seal is spelled A-S-E-L. And I'd love to hear from you. Leave a comment. Let me know. I'll see you all in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I am sending you guys an abundance of beautiful energy. And please remember to like, comment, and share this podcast to help spread the positive vibes and increase the wealth consciousness of the planet. I'm sending you guys all my love and I will see you in the next episode.